Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Jaguars show. I'm Justin Dunk, joined by former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. Today we're discussing the Jags being favorites in the AFC South division. Trevor Lawrence's potential for an elite campaign. Calvin Ridley's outlook after being on the sidelines since October 2021. <clears throat> Trayvon Walker's sophomore season. Jacksonville's season opener against the Colts and more. So let's get into it. Major sportsbooks have the Jaguars as favorites to win the AFC South division. How can Jacksonville handle going from being a young team on the rise to one with expectations, Clay? I think they're going to handle it well because this is their second year under Doug Peterson. Now they have the same system as an NFL player. The first year you're learning a system, you just want to know where you're supposed to be. The second year in the system, you know the system. Now you're looking at the defense. You're figuring out little ways, little idiosyncrasies to do the system better. The second year in the system, almost always the team is better. And if you look how Jacksonville finished the season last year, 7-2, and two, they, they win a pseudo-playoff game. Then they win a playoff game. Then they take the, the eventual champions to the brink, almost win the game. They are in a good position. They have momentum on their side. They've got some key additions, and they've also brought back pretty much their entire roster here. So I don't see a way that they're not going to be better than they were last year. Then you look around the division, you've got some young quarterbacks. Indianapolis is going to be starting a rookie. They're going to have some trying times. You know, rookie quarterbacks typically don't come in this league and set the world on fire. Then you look over at the Houston Texans. They're starting a rookie quarterback. Same thing. They're going to have some up and downs. They're going to have some difficult situations. The only team I think can give them a run for their money is the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, they have a good running game with Derrick Henry. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback. He's a guy that can play. He's played in this league for years. They got a solid defense. They got a solid offense. So they are a team that does scare me a little bit, but I think the Jaguars are better. If they do what they're supposed to do, if they handle their business, they will beat the Titans and they will win the AFC South. So can Jacksonville actually be legit Super Bowl contenders if you have them coming out of the South? Absolutely. I think they're going to have the easiest schedule in the AFC. I mean, you look last night, the Chiefs lost to the Lions. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs of old. I think wide open conference here. The Chiefs lost to the Detroit Lions. If you look back at exactly a year ago and somebody told you that would have happened, you would have looked at them crazy. The Chiefs didn't lose. The Chiefs didn't lose to the Lions. Yes, they did. The Chiefs lost to the Lions, okay? That's supposed to be the number one team in the conference. Team that won the Super Bowl last year. The team that everybody's stamping to the Super Bowl. Then you got the Bengals. The Bengals conference is tough this year. I mean, you got the you got the Steelers, you got the Ravens. There are some good teams over there. The Jaguars have the easiest conference. Once again, second year under Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence is 23 years old. When Justin was 23, he was living in his mom's basement. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is completing touchdown passes to Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones. Come on, this guy's going to keep getting better. The sky's the limit. I'm taking the Jaguars as a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if they they make it, but they will be in that conversation once the season gets started. My man coming strong. I got to ask your opinion on this because Christian Kirk admitted there's a difference because there are expectations for us. Last year, there wasn't any. People started raising eyebrows when we were winning games. Last year, now people are going to expect that from us. How does that change in a player's mind when you're – the hunter going to the hunted. 
Yeah, that's the question. If you look back when Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl back in Philadelphia the next year, he had a solid year, but they didn't even make the playoffs. So I think that it's something that they're going to have to do. Doug Peterson keeps it aggressive. He does a good job of keeping them their mindset focused on the things they need to do now, the things they need to do today, not looking at the future, not looking at the media. This guy's a veteran coach. He's played in the NFL for 10 years. He's coached in the NFL for 10 years. He knows what it takes to keep a team focused. He knows what it takes to, to, to get a team to the Super Bowl and to do all those things. So I think the fact that they do have players that aren't rookies, they got guys that have been there before. I know they got young guys, but this is Trevor Lawrence's third season now, second season in Doug Peterson's system. Travis Etienne's third season now. He did get redshirted his first year with that injury. Christian Kirk's a veteran. Calvin Ridley's a veteran. Zay Jones a veteran. Evan Ingham's a veteran. you got veteran guys in key positions that are going to know how to stay focused and to keep everything moving forward. So I think that's going to help them in the long run. you got veteran guys that know they have to focus in on every single game, and nobody's going to hand them anything. They're going to get everybody's best shot, and that's why I think they're going to keep this thing moving, even though the expectations are greater, and sometimes that does add a little bit more pressure. You mentioned Lawrence there. He completed 66% of his passes last year for 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns compared to eight picks. Can he improve on those numbers in his third year and put himself among the elite quarterbacks in the league? I think he has already improved on those numbers. I mean, you look at what he was able to do in the in the second half of the season, right, from the last nine games, all right? His completion percentage was 69.7. That was second in the NFL. The last nine games, his touchdown-to-interception ratio was 15-2. to two. That was second in the NFL, entire NFL, not the AFC, not the AFC South. His passer rating was 104.6. That was second in the entire NFL the last nine games. Trevor Lawrence was the second best quarterback in the NFL. The stats don't lie. The record doesn't lie. He won a playoff game. He almost won another playoff game. He won a pseudo playoff game to go to the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence is a him. This guy's legit. He finished the season strong, and his numbers did look good. But you look at what I look at, give me the second half of last season. That's where these guys are headed. That's where their momentum is heading. If you look at Trevor Lawrence, he was headed towards being a top three, four, five quarterback. Obviously, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Herbert. He's in that conversation. You talk Herbert, he beat Herbert in the playoffs. He came back from 20-plus points down to beat him. He's better than Herbert. In my book, I know Herbert has the most passing yards in history for a player in his first three seasons. Guess what? No playoff wins. Trevor Lawrence has a playoff win already with a, with a team that wasn't great last year. This year you add some great talent in Calvin Ridley. You have a real number one receiver, a guy that's had 1,300 yards this year. It's going to get scary. It's going to get scary in Duval. That's why I think Charles Lawrence is going to keep getting better, keep improving, and show why he is one of the best players in this entire league. You've clearly just stamped Lawrence as elite. So can he throw 30, 40, or even 50 touchdowns in a full regular season in his second year in Peterson's offense? Why not 60? No, I think he, I think he throw 40 <laughs> touchdowns. He's going to be giving out touchdowns like Oprah gives out car. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Hey, you get a touchdown. There's so many weapons he has. You have Travis Etienne from the backfield, Tank Bigsby, Evan Ingram, Brenton Strange, the backup tight end can play. 
Luke Farrell, he can play the, the third string tight end. Then you look at the receiving court, not only Calvin Ridley, not only Christian Kirk, you have Zay Jones, you have Tim Jones, you have Jamal Agnew. You have so many weapons on this team. Uh, th- there's only one football, but he is going to have some crazy numbers to go with what really matters is wins. You're calling the fantasy breakout season for him, I think, as well. And Lawrence wants to play clean, get in a rhythm, settle in, but then go after the Colts. We'll get to that game in a little bit, but do you like that confidence coming from this young superstar quarterback? He's a confident guy, man. You look back at Trevor Lawrence. You even you, you research this guy. You go back to eighth grade. He was touted as the next great high school quarterback in the country. You go back to high school. He's touted as the, the best high school quarterback in the country. You go back to him going into college. People think he's going to come in and be transcendent. He was. In college, this guy had pressure on him even. This guy is supposed to be the next great quarterback in, in, in college. Then you go to the NFL. He's a tough year with Urban Meyer. People are doubting him. People are saying he's a bust. And he comes back and has a year like he has winning that playoff game. This guy does not get flustered. It's like he's like a surfer dude. Like he has – you can't make this guy sweat. I mean, he is just even killed. And you put him with Doug Peterson. I played with Doug Peterson for three years in Philadelphia. Doug is calm, cool, and collected too. He's an aggressive guy. He wants to attack everything. He comes from that Andy Reid tree. I got drafted by Andy Reid. I played with him. These guys are aggressive. They know what they're doing. Doug played with Brett Favre. That's how old Doug is, by the way. He was in that Brett Favre, Marty Morningwig, Schottenheimer, old old timers. That's where Doug Peterson comes from. This guy has a lineage. He's been in the game. He's seen everything. You're not going to fluster him. You're not going to fluster Trevor Lawrence, a guy who's been the guy that everybody's expecting things from going back to eighth grade. This guy's used to this is just a normal, this is that's a Friday to him. You know, to us, we might be, man, everybody's expecting me to be great. I don't know. No, he's used to that. He doesn't care. He's taking it one day at a time. He's getting 1% better. And you look back at his mindset. You talk about the after that playoff game where he threw a bunch of picks, they're down 30 points in the first half when they came back and won. He said they had this mindset where every time something bad happens, they just say, good. You throw an interception, good. You know, the, the somebody fumbles, good. You know, he said after that first half in the Chargers game, somebody came up to him and was like, oh, we're down 27 points, good. He said that might have been a little bit over the top, but that's how he looks at things. He looks at the obstacle as the way, and that's why this guy is going to be great because nothing affects him negatively. His backfield buddy there, Travis Etienne, had a thousand yards last year. Can he do it in back-to-back years and stay healthy? Uh, man, I don't know. I came. I went out to training camp, and I'm gonna see like this guy gonna have a sophomore slump. I call it a sophomore year because his first year was basically a redshirt year because he missed the entire year with that uh, that foot injury he had under Urban Meyer. Then he had a good year to miss under Urban Meyer. You come back, you actually play as Doug Peterson. Man, that's that has to feel good. That's to feel like the dude on. Um, I mean, I mean, you're just. Shawshank Redemption, like freedom, freedom. <laughs> you know, Urban Meyer's gone now. It's Doug Peterson. You got to be happy about that. But this dude runs in fast forward. I'm down there in the field. Like, Man, is this guy got a fast forward button or something? He is so quick. He is so explosive. And the thing I love about him, he catches the football. This dude can catch like a receiver. He runs like a running back. He's got what we call in the NFL. He's got that juice. The guy's got juice. And I think he's going to keep getting better. Doug puts him in space. He puts him in good situations. 
and he's going to keep taking advantage of it. Now you got a you got a backfield mate that really complements him well in Tank Bigsby. Everything ETN doesn't do, Tank Bigsby does. Tank Bigsby's that guy that gets those hard, tough yards. ETN's tough and physical, but he's more of a quick scat back. So I think it's going to give defensive backs, linebackers, defensive linemen a little something to look at. You can't just prepare for ETN, the shifty guy. Now you got to look at Tank Bigsby, and that guy really is a tank. ETN is fast, as you alluded to, and Calvin Ridley is as well. But the last regular season game he played in was all the way back October 24th, 2021. It's been a long time coming for him to return to the field in games that count. There's a lot of hype about Ridley's upside with Lawrence throwing him the football. Can he live up to it? You know, when, when they first picked him up or they first made the move, I didn't know, you know, what, what my thoughts were. I'm like, oh, this guy hasn't played. He's going to be missing an entire season. You know, how good can a guy be coming back after that time off? Then you start hearing about this guy's work ethic. I mean, he is solely focused. He wants to be one of the best in the league. This guy is all business. I went down to training camp. I told you that, Duval. This guy is the last guy on the field. The first guy out, he's catching 100 balls after practice. He's a meticulous route runner. The wide receiver coach in Jacksonville, Chad Hall, had nothing but great things to say about Calvin Ridley, how impressed he is with him. This guy is fast beat. Talk about ETN fast forward. This guy is in fast forward. He runs great routes, pumping his arms, in and out of the break, shoulders over toe, textbook stuff. That's what I look at as a former tight end wide receiver. This guy's routes are so crispy. He's not giving anything away when he's running a vertical route. It looks the same when he's running a 10-yard stop. He's so quick in and out of his breaks. He's got good hands. He does everything right. This training camp, he really impressed me, kind of took all the doubt out my mind. He assimilated into this team by working. And you talk to Christian Kirk. He's not mad. He knows he was a 1,000-yard-plus receiver last year. Now you got another guy that wants a ball. He's happy. It's going to make his job easier. Now second cornerbacks are going to have to guard Christian Kirk. Now third quarter cornerbacks are going to have to guard Zay Jones. Now you're going to have to have linebackers on Evan Ingram. This makes everybody better, and the Jaguars and their wide receivers know it, and I think Christian Kirk is going to have a huge year. Evan Ingram gets that big extension, $41.25 million with $24 million guaranteed. How do you think that affects a player's approach after they get that kind of money? You know, sometimes you, you do get that money and you get paid and you kind of take the foot off your gas your whole life. Your, your goal was to get that second – big contracts you can really have that that long-term big time money take care of your family i mean it's going to be hard to spend 41 million dollars i mean you have to really try to spend 41 million i could probably figure out a couple ways to do it but i mean it, it would be hard to spend that type of money but this guy like i said i just going to camp looking at these guys approach i don't look i look at the x's and o's and all that stuff but what i look at really is how these players play are these guys are laughing, joking around? You know, they're not playing that hard in practice. They're like, yeah, I'll wait for the game. No. These guys are – he's getting – Evan Ingram, one thing I noticed is in between periods, he's grabbing a backup quarterback to go run some extra routes. That's how I know this guy's going to keep getting better. He's taking – he's out in the field. He's running routes before people get out there. He stays late. Not as late as Calvin Ridley, but he stays late. He's doing everything he needs to do. Like, he's still hunting for that money, and that's the type of guy I want on the team. That's probably why they paid him, because they knew his mindset was, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm still hungry. you got to have that dog mentality. You, you, you keep feeding a dog, that dog's going to keep eating. You don't care how much food he had. 
You keep handing him some steak, he's going to keep eating that steak. <laughs> like, man, aren't you full yet? He's full. He's never full. And I think that's a mindset Evan Ingram has. He's going to keep working, keep getting better. I think his job just got a heck of a lot easier with Calvin Ridley. That middle of the field is going to be open now, and you're going to have to have a linebacker guard somebody. He's going to be stuck on Evan Ingram, who runs a 4-4 with a 40-inch vertical. This guy's explosive. I think you have another big year from him, too. A lot of hype about the Jags offense, and rightfully so, but it's a young, intriguing defense, and a bunch of people focused on 2022 number one overall pick, edge rusher Trayvon Walker, produced only three and a half sacks in his rookie year. Do you envision him having a sensational sophomore year in the NFL? You know, I think so. And the thing about Trayvon Walker, uh, Justin, is you got to think. Like I said, you know, at 22 years old, you know, you were in your parents' basement. You know, your mom was making your cereal in the morning. You know, you're waking up. You know, she was helping you get up. Trayvon Walker's 22. Last year, he was 21. He was able to have his first ever beer. You know, this guy can't even rent a car. He's so young. He is still 22 years old. Okay, looking back at last year, was I a little disappointed? You see Aiden Hutchinson get near 10 sacks. Trayvon Walker had three and a half. But he's good against the run. This guy's massive, and he's still young. He's out there working with Dave Caldwell's defense. I think he's going to keep getting better and keep improving. And, yes, he does need to have more sacks. When you're an edge rusher, when you're drafted first in the draft, you've got to put up numbers. You can't just be there, you know, as a decent run stopper, you know, bat down a couple passes. And he had some big penalties last year. So he has to improve, yes. But he is still young. It is far too early to write off Trayvon Walker, who's 22 years old. I repeat, 22 years old. This guy just had his first beer. He can't rent a rental car. Okay, he's still getting carded if he's going to a club. You know, this guy can barely get in. Okay, give this guy some time. He's going to get better. He didn't have an extensive role at Georgia. He played a bunch of different positions. He's still learning. And with his athleticism, I think he gets a lot better this year. And I think he produces, you know, seven to ten sacks. And that's what I'm putting him down for this season. The week one matchup with the Colts, Jags head coach Doug Peterson compared Anthony Richardson to Cam Newton. He said the coaching staff has watched University of Florida film and preseason tape to prepare for Richardson. How should Jacksonville defend this explosive rookie QB. Well, Shane Steichen as well. You know, this is the former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator, right? So he got to – he knows how to use a guy that can run. I don't know if you remember who uh, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback was last year when Shane Steichen was, uh, was coaching. His name was Jalen Hurts, <laughs> a guy who people said, oh, he can't throw – you know, this guy's not going to be anything you can't throw. I remember in Philly, the people act like they weren't saying that before last season. I I hear it. Okay, all, all the beat writers out there that love Jalen Hurts, I remember you guys talking all that noise. The Eagles got a great roster, but can Jalen Hurts get it done? I don't think he can get it done. I remember, okay, the North remembers, you know, Game of Thrones, okay? <laughs> so you see how Shane Steichen was able – to use an offense with Jalen Hurts. I think you can do something similar with Anthony Richardson. I wasn't a believer when you drafted Anthony Richardson. This guy had a 53 completion percentage in college. He's completing half of his passes in college, 17 touchdowns, 11 picks, and you're going to draft him third overall? I don't care how fast he is. NFL in the track, uh, track meet, 
you know, okay, I'll pick. Okay, so I go to the Bears versus the um, Colts joint practice session. Okay, I'm like, let's see how Anthony Richardson looks. I mean, is this guy the real? I was blown away. I first saw this guy's a lot bigger than, than, than he looks. I'm on the field. I look and I go, that's Anthony Richardson. He looks like the guy from uh, from Happy Gilmore at the, the golf club. I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. This guy is big. <laughs> I'm a tight end, man. You know, 6'3", 6'4", 250 pounds. This guy's bigger than me. I'm like, what is going on here? And he can move. He's moving at a different speed than everybody else. And he's completing passes. I was thinking I was going to see a guy that's laid on his throws, throwing picks, getting balls tipped. No, this guy was all business. He's working hard. He's completing passes. Yes, he was going against the Chicago Bears defense, who I know is not very good. But he looked good. Gardner Minshew was cooking, too, the backup quarterback. But Anthony Richardson really impressed me. I think a big piece of that has to do with Shane Steichen, a guy who knows how to use a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts. He turned Jalen Hurts from a average QB to number two in the MVP voting. Guy who almost won the Super Bowl, play away from the Super Bowl. So I think with Shane Steichen, I think Anthony Richardson poses a big threat. I think he's being they're being overlooked a little bit. And I think they're going to have a, a solid year. It's, they're still going to have growing pains out there. But he's got good receivers, too. Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman. You can throw the ball to these guys. These guys can catch. Alec Pierce, I think, hit the Bears in joint practice up for like 1,000 yards in freaking two days of joint practice. I mean, this guy was just murdering dudes. Now, I'm talking to a couple guys in the front office of Indy that I know. And they're like, yeah, man, I mean, he's he's looked real good. So you can't underestimate Anthony Richardson. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is better. Anthony Richardson's still young. He's only 22, 23 years old. We need to check his birth certificate, too. That dude don't look like no 22-year-old. I mean, come, look at Anthony Richardson tell me he's 22. Like, come on now. This dude, look, he had to be 35. But I think he's going to be better than people think, and he poses a real threat for this Jaguars team. I like you keeping receipts on those Philadelphia beat writers, but we got to get it straight. When I was 22, 23, I was playing university football up here in Canada as a quarterback. So I wasn't <laughs> quite in my mom's basement. I was living with like seven of my boys there. So just letting you know, but Clay, I know there's a few matchups <laughs> that you want people to keep an eye on in this game when the Jags go to Indy. So let's hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I think Tyson Campbell versus Michael Pittman Jr. Tyson Campbell was rated as a top 10 cornerback last year per pro football focus. Michael Pittman Jr. is a thousand yard receiver. This guy's big. Can, can Tyson Campbell handle his size? I don't know. We'll see. So I think that's going to be a big matchup right there. If you can handle Michael Pittman Jr., if you can take him away, Anthony Richardson doesn't have his go-to guy to throw the ball to. It makes his life a lot easier. And he has to, you know, maybe scramble a little more. He has to look for Alec Pierce. He has to look for their tight ends, Moali Cox, Kyle Granson. So it's going to be tough for him if you can take away Michael Pittman Jr. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's the Jaguars' offensive line. You look at the pass rush of, of Indy, edge rushers, I don't think nobody scares me, but they do have DeForest Buckner, who is a tough, tough inside rusher. And for me – I mean, the, the Jaguars inside line, Brandon Sheriff, what are you going to do? Tyler Shatley, what are you going to do? I mean, you guys got to step up. He's, he's a tough block. DeForest Buckner, can they keep DeForest Buckner out of Trevor Lawrence's face? The, the, the pressure up the middle is the toughest pressure for a quarterback to handle. I'm sure you can attest to that. You get pressure in your face up the middle, that's hard, that's hard to do anything with. 
you keep Trevor Lawrence clean, he will make you look good. So can they handle DeForest Buckner? That's a question. And then on the other side, uh, I'm taking Rodney Thomas and, and Daryl B- Baker Jr. versus the, the Jaguars receivers. Who wins that matchup? Can Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk beat these cornerbacks and safeties? I think they can. But they got to show it. The Colts had one of the worst ratings giving up to opposing quarterbacks in the league last year. They had one of the worst completion percentages against in the league last year, and they lost Stephen Gilmore. It's a young team you should be able to throw the ball on. You should have a great start for your offense. But now you got to put together, you got to take the field, and you got to show you can do it on Sundays. I think they can. I think they will. We saw what they did last year. And you also got to remember, Trevor Lawrence has never won in Indianapolis. Never won there. So he's got to show that he can win in Indy. My man, read my mind. Jacksonville has lost five in a row in Indy, nine of their last ten. Why has it been so difficult for the Jags to win at the Colts Colts home field? And what's it going to take to finally get it done and stop that streak? And for Lawrence to get his first win there in Indy. I'm old, okay? And I think I I was on the last team that won in Indy for Jacksonville. I mean, that, that tells you something right there. It's a tough place to play. you got to be able to handle the distractions and noise. I know Indy doesn't have a huge win record. It doesn't have a great history right now. But that dome is still loud. you got young t- tackles. you got a young offensive line now. Obviously, Cam Robinson's out with your suspension. you got to be able to handle the silent count. you got to be able to use the silent count, the snap count, as a – it's got to be a weapon. It can't be it, – it's got to be an asset, not a liability. So you got to get these young guys on the same page. It's hard sometimes doing a silent count. you got to be able to handle the distraction, handle the crowd noise. And this is a team that you want to show, hey, this is our division. We're here to win. Like, you guys you guys are going to finish last again. We're going to finish first. And you really, you really want to let them know that's what's going on. So they got to handle the distractions, handle the noise. I know you're, you're, you're traveling, you know, young guys, but – Doug Peterson's a veteran coach. You got veteran guys in the team. You're going to take these young guys under the wing, show them how to handle a business trip, a road trip, and you got to go out there and get it done. The last Jags win in Indy, October 22nd, 2017, 27-0, Jacksonville. And Clay, I'll get you out on this. Do you know, over the course of your career, how many receptions and yards you had against the Colts? No, I don't think I had many, man, but uh, I probably had probably about – say like seven receptions for 100 yards maybe something like that you're in the neighborhood 10 catches for 102 yards your third most catches and third most yards against any team in the nfl was against indianapolis so i think you know a little something something about beating these colts oh i love it man yeah down there in in the dome you got a controlled environment you know what you're getting into should be able to throw the ball that's always fun as a tight end i like blocking but i love catching the football and the Jaguars have a good tight end and good receivers, so I think they can throw it around a lot this week. That does it, my man. You brought the energy in our first episode together on the Believe Network for the Believe in Jaguars show. Jacked up to be with you all season long, so keep it locked here. We're going to have shows leading into the games and then break it down with Clay after the Jaguars games. A young, fast, exciting team on all sides of the ball, man. So, Clay, jacked up to go this season with you, dude. Yeah, let's go. And you know we got to end it with a let's go Duval. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.